Welcome to another episode of the Marriage Mentor Podcast with Eric and Jolene Engel, where Eric and Jolene answer marriage questions for believers, looking at the root of the problem instead of the symptom, always while applying God's wisdom and word for a Christ-centered marriage. Hi, my name's Eric Engel with my beautiful, talented wife, Jolene Engel, for another episode of the Marriage Mentor Podcast. Hey, uh, what are we doing today? We're doing something new and I am so excited. It's called Proverbs for Couples. So we are still the Marriage Mentor Podcast. Normally what we do is answer questions that wives write in. Or guys. Or guys, guys, you write in, hey, but I'm, I've shown up on the scene, so I'm part. Of, I'm part of this act you now. You have no, I of course, but um, I wanted to take more of a a preventative approach in marriage of how how to really kind of build that Christ centered marriage. Um, what we've done in the past is we've just fielded the questions from um, people, and it was more of a triage how to fix this problem. Okay, you know. Or how so, to stop the bleeding. Or how to stop the bleeding, yes. Or the how to react in a godly way to this situation. And now it's how to build the muscles. Is that right? Yes. Yes, because everyone wants a great marriage. That's that's why you got married. Okay, so I, I'm excited about the topic today, which is... How to communicate in marriage. How to communicate in marriage. We get so many people telling us, hey, we just need to know how to communicate, or we don't know how to communicate, or you see it out there on the internet or everywhere, a communication, communication. That's that's the it big deal. It drives me nuts. It just drives me nuts when I hear that. Because it's not communication. No, it's not. Because clearly, if you walked into a restaurant, you could order something off the menu. You know how to communicate. Okay. So if I if I threw something, if you walked in and I threw something at you and hit you in the head, I'm communicating right there, aren't I? You are, and it's a very rude form of communication. But I have sent you a message, and you I've have. communicated. <laughs> you have, and I might just send back a message just like it. Well, and so I, I think that's a problem that a lot of couples have, is that that's how they're communicating. They're they throwing are. bricks at each other. They are. They are reacting and speaking with their actions or attitudes in a negative way okay, instead of a positive way. Because when they were dating. They weren't throwing bricks at each other. They weren't. Hopefully. I mean, if you if you were doing that with me, the date would have been over. The Done. <laughs> okay. And we wouldn't be sitting here today. <laughs> we would not. So it's a bad marital habit when they communicate in a negative, self-centered way. That's all it is. Okay, so we're going to identify some things. You said self-centered. Uh, there's talk, talk about uh, being vulnerable. I mean, that's a big issue as well in communication, isn't it? Or lack of vulnerability. Yes, that is a layer. It's a really big layer. And the more a wife gets hurt, the more we put up our walls. And start throwing bricks? Um, well, it depends on the type of wife's personality. I, I'm a very aggressive, assertive, intense personality. So in my sin tendency... And I'm a very passive oh, yes, type of guy. The gentle Ben. <laughs> so my sin tendency would be to throw bricks and knives and, and all, all that you can imagine. But someone who wants to avoid conflict, which is never your wife. I mean, I love to spar. You know, I, that, that's, that's a weakness that I have to realize that my flesh is prone to argue, prone to, to fight. Where others might have more of that, that sin tendency of, to just stuff it 
and become kind of passive aggressive. Okay, so let's go back to the beginning because you said you can walk into a restaurant and order something. You know, you walk into Subway and say, I'd like a roast beef sandwich with lettuce and pickles, no mayonnaise. Okay, great communication, right? right. I mean, and right. they get it. On right. the other side of the counter, they're like, okay, I get that. Very simple. We just communicated. Right. Okay, so, so that's why I get really frustrated when I hear about we when a couple says we don't know how to communicate. So where's the breakdown? Well, part of the breakdown is the the lack of consideration for the other person. Like okay. if you're telling me, hey, I feel this way, you know, and you were vulnerable, and, and let's say you said you were really hurt by this, I could either get all bent out of shape and say, too bad, so sad, go cry in your soup. Okay, this is your own issue. <laughs> okay. Or I could listen because a beautiful part of communicating well is the ability to listen well. So how did they get to that point? I mean, they I got hurt. I don't believe, okay. They got hurt. Was there no hurt before they got married? Not as much hurt. They got hurt well, and they didn't resolve it. Okay, so here's the other thing. They were invested yes. when they were dating, okay? And when they're engaged, they're invested. And so when there was hurt, there was more of an effort. I believe there was more of an effort to restore, to fix, to, to make it Or to brush it, it right. under the rug and say it's not a big deal. Well, yeah, but... So they, you're, they, they could have been much more gracious. Okay. okay? So a lot more, more grace. Psh, I was a gracious girlfriend, way gracious. <laughs> that I'm like, what, what are these wives talking about? I remember thinking about that when I was in Bible study, newly married. And, and these are godly women, committed women to the Lord. And there was just kind of like this, mm, I don't want to say a nasty tone, but a little bit of a critical, a little bit of bitterness. Sounds nasty to me. Well, but it wasn't, it didn't necessarily come out like that. It was just kind of. Um, so they're trying to be kind about their husband, but they couldn't help that. Yes, there was this underlying tone of I'm not happy with him. And I thought, why are they acting this way? I mean, I'm a new believer and a new bride. Okay, so in my mind, I'm like, this was like the, the crux of the entire group's perspective, right? Like towards their marriage. Right. And I thought, I don't, I don't want to be like, I don't want to be a wife like so that. So let's go back. Why were you happy with me? I was no Superman. No. So what was it? Why were you happy with me? Um, it was easy for me to be gracious because we're in love. It's new. It's wonderful. And I'm a new believer. So I'm on the I'm on the spiritual high of being a new believer. Okay. And I'm on an emotional high of being newly married. Okay. And those those two highs could carry you far. But it, you can't stay there. You come down off of both those. So I had to go search for some wisdom to make sure my marriage didn't end up like how how what I saw in the Bible study, the wives of the okay, Bible studies. So if we're speaking to people that are newly married, right? then the advice would be uh, don't lose that effort and that uh, just the effort you put into relationship. Right, because the motivation. Obviously you, motivation. I mean, you, you put it in and I remember dating you. Hey, yeah, I'm going to open the door all the time for you and I'm going to, I'm going to be this gentleman and, and, you know, I still try to do that, but it's easy when we've been living together for 20 years, it's easy for me to let you open your own door and, and that right. sort of thing. So, right. so obviously there's a, a comfort there or comfort, comfortability 
that people just kind of take things for granted after that. Is that right? Well, sure. You When you're dating, when people are dating, it's very intentional, especially if you know you're going to move toward right. marriage. Right, because here's the deal. If I'm dating you and I treat you like garbage... The date is over. The date is over and you could get rid of me. <laughs> right. And I don't want that, so i got to keep doing right. good. Right, which you don't obviously don't want this like... Um, works based i understand but here's the deal look at this you know people they go to work and they don't treat their boss bad no and they don't treat their co-workers bad because they want to keep that job so there's a continuing motivation there right with the marriage uh, a lot of times i think the attitude is hey i'm married this is for good this is for life i could treat you like garbage so so now i don't have to put any any effort for right. it anymore oh i could be real that's what i hear a lot of a lot of wives will say well i could be real with him and it's just like real nasty I, right and it's just like well but do you want that because your actions and attitudes will certainly send a message to him and he's gonna have a pretty good chance of responding back the exact same way right and i don't want to get into abuse but it's the same thing when i hear some guy says oh well sh you know sh she pushed me to it or which is wrong on so many you levels. know which is baloney because uh he never hit his boss right why not right why not i mean i'm sure your boss made you mad punch him right in the face see how that goes right see how it works for right. you they try and justify but yeah you know you when you talk about you know when you go to work and you're kind to your boss and you're respectful to your boss if you're not your boss will fire you right okay so the same concept you could take the same concept and apply it to marriage but here's the reality oh i could treat my spouse like garbage or poorly but they're not going to leave me okay because we're christians and they know it's wrong they know that divorce is wrong so my encouragement is well let's not treat each other poorly that's a good point let's okay. start there Let's not treat each other poorly. Okay. Let's be intentional. And since we're talking, uh, not just, but let's say we are talking to a newly married couple. Look, be intentional like you were before you were married. Okay. Now, if you're married 10, 20, 30 years, you don't forget what that was. No. Go back there. Start being intentional again. Well, you're developing and cultivating a relationship. So... You know, oftentimes I see women who will spend so much time and effort cultivating a, a really beautiful relationship with her children, okay? And I'm all for that. I love my boys and I wanna have a great strong relationship with them because I am the most influential woman in their life today. Right. Okay, I could either point them to Jesus or point them to themselves or the world or whatever, okay? And the way I treat them will determine how their future dates, their girlfriends will treat them. So is the investment in the kids because the wife or the mom has more control over that relationship? Oh, is sure, sure. I mean, and, and God designed us to shape the life of a child. So where it's hard for a woman is, okay, you got the mom guilt all day long. You never feel like you're gonna measure up on, on being that godly mom that your heart wants to be. And you, you have souls in front of you that you are responsible to raise up and shape up and, and, and be this godly offspring. We never feel like we get it right. Okay. Okay. Well, so there's so much emphasis on motherhood. And we treat our children pretty fabulous because, you know, that's we're leaving a mark on them. We don't want children that go astray. 
So we put so much effort and we're so intentional about that relationship, but then the, the marriage gets neglected. So is there part of the thought that the husband can take care of himself? Yep. He doesn't need to be yep. guided Definitely. in that, that sort of thing. And when we're exhausted, who gets the who gets the leftovers? Who gets the worn out wife, the worn out woman in the home? The last guy home. Right, right. So I had to learn as a young bride and a young mom, how do I still have, how do I still make this marriage striving? Or it's not striving, but thriving in the midst of all the chaos that we're living in. How do you do that? Well, I went back to the Bible. You know, what did the Bible say? And even if I didn't, wasn't sure of what the Bible said, because again, I was a new believer. <laughs> I can remember moments where I'm thinking, yeah, I don't think Jesus acted like this. You know, I remember when my boys were really, really little, and I came from a home where it was filled with rage. And that's how we were parented. Right. And even though I learned how not to treat you like that, I couldn't figure out how to not have the rage on my children. Okay, so what okay. changed? How'd you fix that? Well, I remember standing upstairs at our old house and the boys are in the tub and they're just driving me nuts. They're not listening to a word I'm saying and I'm screaming at them at the top of my lungs. And I was just convicted. You know, after the 1500th time, I was just convicted and it's just like, that is not what a godly mother looks like. Now, I couldn't have pointed to a verse in the Bible that says, don't yell at your children. You know, it, it's interesting, though, because you say you were convicted, which goes back to the heart of the husband or the wife. What is their relationship with the Lord to begin with? Right. Okay. And Jesus said, inasmuch as you've done it to the very least of my brethren, you've done it unto me. So there's a great concept in the Bible as to everything you do, do as unto the Lord. Right. I, I believe all of life is ministry. I, I can't separate out oh, well, I have this online ministry, and so I do ministry, you know, at these times and hours. And then, you know, I just came home from picking up my youngest son, you know, who's almost 16, and he's serving at BBS this year. That's still ministry. So, that is me picking him up, ministering to him in the role as a mom. You know, it's me serving you as a wife. It's all, all of life to me is ministry. So if you're rude to me, you're in essence being rude to Jesus. Absolutely, because I and, represent and Jesus. And vice versa for me to you. Right. Okay. So obviously they have to well, have... And the Bible says to love your neighbor. Who There is no other closer neighbor than the one I share my bed with. Okay. Hi, neighbor. Hey, how are you? <laughs> you know, you, you share the bed, the blankets, the sheets. You, you can't get a closer neighbor. So I, ha you have to reconcile those verses, you know, and say, oh, well, I'm great with my neighbor next door. He's wonderful, but yet... If I'm treating my husband poorly or if you're treating me poorly, but yet everyone around us thinks that we're just wonderful, but we're throwing bricks at one another, then that's a problem. Okay. That's a problem in the marriage. So commitment to the Lord, be diligent about the relationship like you once were. Uh, if you're hurt, okay, because a lot of gals, a lot of guys, and I, I know, you know, might say, well, the gals are hurt, the guys aren't. No, guys get hurt too. Right, but okay? they, they respond they respond either in, in harsh tones. Right. You know, or they'll stonewall. They'll just shut down and not say a word. Harshly, they're, they're harsh or they go dwell on the corner of a rooftop, as right. the Bible says. Right. Because they don't want to be around it. Right. Right. So when I look at the book of Proverbs, I absolutely love the book of Proverbs because there it's just, it's wisdom. It's wisdom for your world. 
And when I was that young believer, I just soaked up that that book. Even today, 20, almost 21 years later, it is by far my favorite book of the Bible, hands down. Well, and it's how many chapters? Are there 31 chapters? Yeah. The last okay. one is the so, Proverbs 31 woman. So 31 chapters, you can go through it vers- virtually every day. Right. You can read a chapter a day. And I know that there's been the recommendation to do that over and over and over and again. Yes. Yes. Even if you're, whether you're a new believer, seasoned saint, the Proverbs are, it is designed to help you walk in this world with your relationships, in my opinion. Okay. So communication then, then the next thing would be uh, this great thing that we tell couples, I'm sorry, will you forgive me? Right. Okay. Learn and the script. You learn that script <laughs> and you be sincere about it and sit down with your wife or your husband and set up some rules. Say, look, we do these things to each other and we can't say those things anymore. These things are off limit. Can we agree that we will not say these things where we will not blame each other and i mean what and, do you think and about start that? with just one or two because especially if you've been married for a long time and you've got a lot of past hurts mm-hmm. you know you you can't bring bring all your hurts your you know 20 years of hurts or 10 years of hurts to your husband your laundry list of what how you've wronged me you know right that's not going that is not what you want to do here well love does not keep a record of wrongs right okay right so one i mean one that's really harsh and couples say this and i don't know why they say it but they mention divorce right they just they say it when they're angry and it's just like you know what and, and i'm sorry if i'm a little harsh here but stop being so stupid. It's like pointing a loaded gun at your spouse when you say that. Yes. Either one. Well, the trust is broken. Right. The, and the, emotion, the emotional intimacy is gone. That it's just like you are now living basically as roommates. Right. Well, and and grow up. Look, if you feel that way, you don't have. it doesn't have to come out of your mouth. Right. Okay? If you feel that way, go talk to the Lord about it. But you don't have to, because nothing's good nothing good is going to come out of that. You always have to look at what are you looking to accomplish by saying certain words. Right. And you can't take them back. No. No, you cannot. And I learned that at a young age with family members. And I wasn't even saved. You know. I was not saved. And things came out. And the the words i still have those words in my mind of what was said about me right right well you know it's interesting because when i was younger high school age and such i'd just say whatever i I thought whatever and you know i was being convicted and and there came a time when i realized you know i can't take that back i gotta i gotta stop and think so to this day because of that at about age 18 I started speaking slower. It's why I speak slowly now, because I'm always thinking. And, and it's probably why I always interrupt you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> I mean, your your mind's run a million miles a minute to begin with. But, but you know, I'll still say stupid stuff, but just be glad I made that rule in my head that I got to think about what I'm going to say. Otherwise, you know, I would have destroyed this relationship a long right. time ago. Because right. Well, and here's the deal. Communication in marriage, where you have to learn how to cultivate the type of marriage you want okay their wives have way more control in their marriage than what they think okay but that's another podcast okay? Okay. that's another message 
And what we try and teach couples is to bring in, express the, the positive feelings more so than the negative. Because what happens in marriage where the bad marital habits come in is they're always expressing the negative. The negative, 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 and then you wonder why your spouse is shutting down. Okay, so here's, here's something I would recommend is for them to take the word you out of their vocabulary. Right, you okay? did this, you did that. Try, try having a conversation uh, with your spouse, even when there's conflict, and not using you unless it's positive. Okay, now if you say you make great meals, you treat me nice, okay, that's one thing. Well, here, let me let me share Proverbs 12, 18. Okay. Some people make cutting remarks, but the words of the wise bring healing. Okay, I would love cutting, I would love to bring cutting remarks all day long. My flesh doesn't even have to stop for a moment. I mean, it could go straight into that zone without effort. But... What am I looking to cultivate? Read that again. I want to hear that verse again. Some people make cutting remarks, but the words of the wise bring healing. You know, when you take that into the physical realm, just, you know, husband comes home and you take and you stab him with a knife. Right. Okay. How's the rest of the night going to go? Not well. Not going to go well. Right. Now your husband comes home bleeding and you apply, you apply medicine and, and a bandage. Now, how's it going to go? Well, it's going to go like Proverbs sixteen twenty four. Kind words are like honey, sweet to the soul and healthy for the body. Okay. Okay. So those your are... words, the words that you bring are either building up or tearing down. It's always, it's always that in marriage. And if you're in the habit of giving the cutting words or the tearing down, then make a note today and say, hey, I want to stop doing that. So I'm going to ask you a question I know the answer to, but what would you say about men or women that say, well, that's just my personality? I'd say that that's your sin and not your personality because your personality is designed to glorify God, right. not self. Right. And by the way. That's why I share kind of like if I were left, if I did not want to follow the Bible or the leading of the Holy Spirit, or here's one, if I say I'm a Christian, but Jesus is not my Lord because I'm living for me, then I will justify my sin and mask it. Isn't that cute? I'm going to mask it. I'm going to dress it up and say, well, that's my personality. Well, and no one, and I want to say this right now, no one is more qualified <laughs> to give that advice than you and I. Okay. And why is that? Because we are very aggressive personalities. And, and you know, I won't start a fight, but you want to fight? Bring it on. Right. I mean, I, I'll go to the mat. Let's go. Right. You know, and... Right. And I would be I'm one. I'm sure the listener could tell that there's a little bite in our. I would be one of those guys that would have words, and I got words, right. you know, but uh, that that could cut, and so we could certainly do that to each other. Right. Our personality is much more aggressive than passive. I mean, we're. I think the only time we're passive is when we're sleeping. Right. You know. Well, so... maybe half the time we're sleeping. But... <laughs> right. But the point is. When I hear the personality excuse, that's it. That's what it is. That's what it comes down to. It's an excuse. And God transforms lives. God does not say, oh, here's your personality that will, will repel everyone. Okay? It, it's not designed. Your personality is not designed for that. Okay, now, I thought that when, when I was not a believer. I just thought that this is who I am and people need to suck it up and and if you don't like me, that's fine. That's your issue. Okay. But the Bible also talks about trying to 
um, live with all men. And you do your be the best you can with that. Okay? Of course. But I don't, I certainly don't want to stand before the Lord and, and then give him an excuse as to why my relationships were poor. Um, well, gee, God, you gave me this, this severe, intense personality. Okay. Well, let's, and let's look at Jesus as the example. Okay. Was Jesus ever harsh? Yep. He was. But when, he had a throw down with the Pharisees. He did. Okay. <laughs> but he was harsh with the wolves. Okay. With yes. the Pharisees, with the ones that brought blasphemy. Okay. Uh, when it was, when it was something, when it was righteousness in question, it's like he drew the line and he was harsh. He, he, I mean, he told them that he, they make their converts twice as fit for hell than they are themselves. I mean, that's pretty harsh. Yes. Right? Yes. And yet the others who didn't have maybe the communication skills or maybe the faith, he was very gentle with them and he brought them along and he was very kind well, to them. Well, because they wanted it. They wanted the relationship with him. Right. Okay. That's what it comes down to. What is your heart motive? Because for me, I want to be close to Jesus and I want to be close to you and I want to be close to my sons. So my heart motive is to cultivate relationships that honor Christ. So so let's start with kind words, not cutting words. And, you know, I want to bring up an example and we're getting uh, on with time here. But real quick, there was a time when I lived next to I, I lived in a condominium and I shared that that wall with my next door neighbor. They, it was a condominium full of gang members. Lovely. Okay. Now this was before my day. It was, but everything, everything about the gang culture and and that sort of thing, it was against what I believed. Okay, and I did not want to be friends with these people. I mean, but you owned they they were you owned the condo. It, I owned the condo, and I couldn't move them because right. we shared a wall because that's how condos are built, right? And so here is a criminal family mindset over there and and it wasn't like it was my assumption they were gang members no it was full-on we are gang members wow. this is who we are right and so i realized the principles of the bible and of proverbs and i thought you know what i can either make enemies with these people or i can i can make friends with them and draw them in and draw them close and build a relationship and through that you know, and it's really sad because the one boy who was 16 was actually uh, not in that complex, but he was out and he was shot and killed in a gang well, confrontation. And maybe this story is a great um, precursor to the next part of our Proverbs for Couples where we're going to talk about influence. Influence. The influence of the husband and wife because... When you, when I start to strip down issues in marriage, you know, when we were talking about putting together this series, it's like, well, what's the first thing we think that they need to know, you know? And obviously, coming off of Proverbs, it would really be what we hear often is the ability to communicate. Right. Well, okay. because I screwed up and I shared that story now. <laughs> well, I got, no, no, I'm just saying that no, no. You, you you went to communicate with them in a loving way. Right, and I, and, but I don't want to leave everyone hanging. I want to finish the story. But because I chose that, I had opportunity to pray with the mother uh, when her son was killed. The other, the other guy that lived here, I actually got him to go to church with me. Wow. Okay, now, you know. I'm, I'm sitting there with this gangbanger at, at church, which is fine, you know, but I, I wouldn't have had that opportunity had 
I not decided to influence and bring them in like I did. Well, so. but you, a person can't influence another person if their words aren't kind. Right. Okay. And in and my mind, by the way, in my mind, I didn't have kind words. But since I... Because your flesh is saying abs- one thing. Absolutely. Page. Absolutely. It's just like the husband or wife that, that shouts out divorce. Right. I didn't have to say what was in my mind. Instead, I treated them like I would treat Jesus. Right. Well, and that's, that's really key for if you're looking to strengthen your marriage, better it, rebuild it, restore it, is one of the, fir- one of the first things I say to wives is just start off by being kind. Being kind. Which sounds so simple. It sounds so simple that it's ridiculous. Like, we, what kind of counsel is that? We can be kind to everyone else except our spouse. But it's huge because so often we're not kind. We're, we're in the midst of trials and chaos or mundane or storms. Or, and the last person that we're kind to, at least in my mind of what I battle, is I have to remember to be kind, to bring those kind words, to bring that kind attitude. So I start there. Right. Start with, and marriage is the first ministry. Right. And yet we save all our kind stuff for... For everybody else. Everyone else. And I'm like, stop all the ministries and just come back home and start being kind to one another. But, okay, so I know that we're close on time, but I want to share some more Proverbs um, to help with the, the communication, the need to um, share those sweet words. Uh, here's one, Proverbs 12, 8, a sensible person wins admiration but a warped mind is despised. Okay, so communication, what are you trying to communicate? Am I, like, for example, if I'm trying to win you over, if I'm trying to influence you, let's say that you're barely believing, you're a struggling Christian man, okay? Okay. And as a wife, I could say, what's wrong with you? When are you gonna suck it up? When are you gonna start going to, to church? When, you know, I could get on your case. Right. Or... I could try and be encouraging and try to lift you up and win your heart so you're closer. Hey, here's the deal. If you're sweeter than everyone else I'm around, guess where I want to go? I want to go towards you and away from them. And that is how most men are, right? Right. Uh, unless unless they have a screw loose. Right. But, they, but just like, let me give me ex- another example. As a woman with another woman. Okay, if the listener who's re- who is listening to this podcast podcast today, if you're a woman, do you want to be around a woman who spews out venom on you every single time you're together, or one who's very sweet and loving and accepting and encouraging? Okay, I know which one I want to be around. Right, it's a no-brainer. Right, but somewhere we miss that as a wife. We miss the connection of oh, well, our husband would want us to be sweet, kind, and loving as well. Right. But for some reason, we don't flip that switch and say, oh, I should bring that same type of attitude to my husband. Because when you bring that, then he's going to be like, yeah, I, I want to spend more time with you. I want to be around you because you're a safe place. You know, you're, you're a woman who is not always griping and complaining and dishing out how I've fallen short and so forth. Oh, that's fantastic that, to have a wife like that. <laughs> well... But a lot of times we don't know how to put our stuff, our flesh back in where it needs to be so it's not seeping out. I understand. You know, um, one more Proverbs, Proverbs 12, 28. The way of the godly leads to life, but the path does not, but that path does not, did I get that right? The way of the godly leads to life. That path does not lead to death. Okay. So if you're bringing constant words of 
kind, sweet, loving, encouraging, you're going to build a marriage filled with life. If you're going to bring the opposite, you're going to have a marriage filled of, of just that emotional death. You know, your, your marriage is like dying. Your heart is dying inside. Because what's happening is the communication is always the negative. Okay? Mm-hmm. And if we could retrain our brains to say, why don't I bring more positive, encouraging words into my marriage today? And less of the negative feelings and negative emotions, you know, the complaints. Why don't you just decide in your mind that you're going to make this person your friend? My son works at a at a fast food place. That's, that's closed on Sundays that yeah, serves a popular chicken sandwich. Right. But there was a manager that originally uh, didn't seem to like him. And he said, we're going to be best friends. And he told that to her. Right. We're going to be best friends. And every time he saw her, he would address her as, hey, best friend. Okay. Well, guess what? They are friends now. Yeah, they are friends okay? now. And the, there, there's not that animosity. Mm-hmm. Okay. Why couldn't a husband and wife do the same thing and, and just say in their mind, hey, I got... So I'm who gonna... goes first? Who goes first? The wife or the husband. <laughs> Whoever's closest to the Lord should go first. Right. Or who's listening to this podcast. Right. Right. Okay? So don't, humility. Don't... Don't wait for your spouse to make a move. No. Make the move. And even if you have to make a game. But, but wait a minute. He's the spiritual leader of the home. Shouldn't he suck it up and do it first? Do things as unto <laughs> the Lord. Okay. I'm bringing you objections I, that I hear often. I get it. I get it. But, you know, make it a game in your mind and say, hey, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to br- make friends with my spouse in 30 days or 60 days. Okay. And I'm going to deliberately... Act that you can win them back. Oh, absolutely. You can win them back. Okay, so let's pretend that they're not at odds. Let's just say that their communication isn't the best. Because somewhere that their hearts got hurt, they got really wounded. Or they don't know how to resolve their conflict. So really this is this could be a three part message. Okay. So I don't know how far we are on time, but uh, I don't know that I want to go into that now. So I'll leave them with a cliffhanger on um, how to communicate in marriage, really God's way. You want to go into it, I could just cut it up. Oh, okay. We'll do that. Okay. So go ahead. What were you... T- Actually, were you- no, I think I'm going to have you stop because I don't have... I don't have verses for those yet to go into how to resolve the conflict. Okay. That's it. That's uh, a candid look at uh, how we deal with the podcast. So... Yeah, that- it's on the fly. If there, if anyone's wondering, we <laughs> we we pick a topic... We find the verses, and then we have the conversation. Okay. So so up to this point, there's enough for someone to think about and deal with their spouse. Yes. Yeah, so what, what do they do today? Just start with sweet, kind words. Sweet, kind words, and go back to having an intentional relationship like they did before. Yes. Yes, because you're taking out one bad habit. Figure out what that bad habit is. And it might be your husband who's just slinging mud at you 24-7. Okay, I am not talking about an emotionally abusive marriage. Okay, We're, I'm not getting into that. This is your typical marriage where you have the tit for tat going on. Um, kind words are not the norm. Okay, they should be the norm in the marriage. And if they are not the norm in, the, in your marriage, whoever's listening to this podcast, then that be that person who steps up to the plate. You know, so, be that person who leads like Jesus. Even if you are the wife, you still are the cultivator in the marriage. You could still cultivate the type of home that you want because it's the wise woman who builds up her house and it's the foolish who tears it down. I wanted a home that was filled with peace and harmony. That was a big thing for me because I didn't have that growing up. I walked on eggshells. Um, 
I tried to hide under my bed. Things were thrown at us. I mean, there was not this peaceful living environment. And anytime I came home and I saw certain cars in the driveway, my I, I would just, you know, Tense my stomach up. would just sink because it was just like, oh, what am I walking into? So you, if, if you know, you're the wife listening to this, you could have that really encouraging um, outlook. And obviously, how do you get that? You, you, the source is Jesus. It's always Jesus. Right. You got to go to him for this, for the source of that. Right. You know, that well of um, vibrancy and love. And to be filled up. Yeah. Yeah. Because you try to do this in your own strength, you'll, you'll run out of steam. You'll run out of gas. Yes. So look at your schedule. Obviously, if you got too much on your schedule, I know when I have too much on my schedule, the first thing that goes out the window is me being kind. I know that. And so that is like my measuring stick, my meter for really my heart, how to gauge um, what's going on in my life and did I take on too much? That it's just like, oh, well, if we, it's one thing if I had a bad day. But if that bad day becomes a bad week that turns into a bad month, that is, has now become my lack of character. And I've justified it because I'm so busy, which is not okay. Right. right. So anyways, there's a lot more to communication. We'll, we'll touch um, the vulnerability and resolving conflict because those are elements of how to really communicate in marriage God's way. But let's start with kind words. Kind words. Yes. You're a great wife. You're a great husband. It's great being married to you. That's all I got. I'm Jolene Engel here with my husband, Eric. Oh, which, by the way, I totally forgot to mention. Okay, other than that text message. We have a new site because there are so many men that show up at my site. And while they are welcome to come to my site, I teach women because that is what's biblical. If they're wondering, why don't I teach men? Why don't I answer men's questions? We do do that on the podcast, but I don't do it separately um, on the blog because it is a biblical premise that I hold to of I teach women. And so we've created a new website called ericandjolene.com. We made it as simple as possible. That's E-R-I-C-A-N-D-J-O-L-E-N-E.com. <laughs> so it's an extension of my site, joleneangle.com, that kind of don't expect Eric to show up and write there. That's that's not going to happen. If I show up, I'll do video or audio. Right, right. That's his MO. That's how he um, does things. But it is Christian marriage mentoring. We don't say counseling because A, I don't see... Um, when I look at scripture, it talks about older men and older women uh, mentoring the youngers. So that's why I lean towards more of the mentoring. Um, and when you say that you're going to go see your mentors, it doesn't, that's, that's Me much more. Mentor implies growth right. and, and doing better. Counseling kind of implies that you're broken. Right. And we, br we will still bring biblical guidance because we use the Bible right. in how to guide. But I just don't like the term marriage counselors. You know, it just doesn't sound as warm and inviting. That's why we're the marriage mentor right. boss camp podcast right so um when you go over to ericandjolene.com you will see that it's christian marriage mentoring the site's new you won't see a whole lot there other than maybe eric's face and my face welcoming you on video and it's just more of a home for guys to go to women are more than welcome there but 
Um, obviously, my site is designed for the wives. It, it makes me feel more comfortable to have a place with you rather than... Yeah, you're kind of like this like add-on. Right. Which is weird, but that's kind of what happened in the ministry. You I know? get it. So anyways, I wanted to share that with the listener. Okay. And um, so I'm Jolene Engel at JoleneEngel.com, and you are you Eric have your Eng- own place now. I'm Eric Engel at EricAndJolene.com. Look at that. All right. Okay. Until then. Bye-bye. That's cool stuff.